Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and we have a very special episode today with my co-host, Chris Bruffett. Chris, we are all about Adepticon today. Riding that high. Just so many cool things happened at Adepticon, and I'm only talking about MCP. I know so many other game systems had a big Adepticon too, and yeah. I'm so inundated with MCP stuff and trying to unravel it and, and figure out how I'm going to talk about it. I haven't even got to check in on the other game systems I'm you know, a little bit interested in. Blowing my mind, yeah, because clearly... Obviously, MCP is my number one as well, Chris. And it's oh, yeah, baby. Mind-blowing stuff we're going to talk about today. But then at the same time, I play Star Wars Legion. Tons of reveal for Star Wars Legion. Star Wars Legion's Worlds was also at Adepticon. So we got to see the world shake up, what that ended up looking like, what happened there. And then, of course, oh, man, Shatterpoint. It's just, it's got my heart. I play Shatterpoint, but not yet. I play Shatterpoint. <laughs> in your mind. In your mind. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm even behind on the Shatterpoint reveals. Because mm. like, like I said, you all know I... All I do on the weekends is work. All I did this weekend was work and watch the Professional Casual Network's live stream from Adepticon. Perfect. And, uh, it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing it. But man, I, I just, I'm still unpacking. I'm so excited. Yeah. The reveals, the tournament, the, I mean, we have so much data to parse as That's far true. as lists. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. What's popular, what's not, blah, blah, blah. There's just, oh, I don't know, man. It feels like the Sloan Conference. If you're an NBA nerd, it, it, it feels like it feels like we're we're figuring the game out a little bit more, and it's very exciting. Absolutely. I mean, not only do we get all these reveals, what's to come, what's coming around the corner very soon. As Chris just said, we got this massive meta dump of information after these new crises. Because I love it, dude. At this point, now we've had LVO, which of course I wanted to be qualified on. It was a very special event. And then we had the York Weekender in the UK, which was another massive event. Not a qualifier event, but still a massive event. And then Adepticon, one of the first primary massive pre-qualifier events of the year. And it's like we got all these like three major events of massive amounts of data post-crisis change, Chris, in this new world. And three different affiliations have won each event. Oh, yeah. And different affiliations have performed well and differently every, every event. Adepticon's top eight, top 16 was the most like repetitive of all three of these. Like LVO and the York Weekender, you just throw a dart. There's so many teams represented in the top 16s, top eights. 
Uh, Adepticon was a little bit more like, okay, two of this team, three of this team, two of this team. Okay, that that tracks. But still, it's like the game's an awesome spot. You can do whatever you want and win, really, and take the whole thing and go 6-0. And we'll talk about that here shortly. I know, man. It's it's awesome to see. But, I mean, it's just the truth. If you read too much in the wrong places, you'll feel like the sky is falling when in reality this game is in a wonderful spot as of time of recording best spot it's ever been and i know some of you are sitting at home right now even maybe chris and i included there are of course some standout powerful pieces in the game that are of course somewhat problematic i am very confident that amg knows what models are at the top of this top of the bell curve and they're keeping an eye on that you know, and that's all we can really ask for, right? We've talked about these very models on this very show, Chris. So I think I feel like you and I were talking about them recently in our tournament report. Where oh it's yeah, like man! Hulk, Mystique, Juggernaut, Thanos—all these models, of course, they are the top, the top, top, top of their threat bell curves, right? And you know, AMG's keeping an eye on this stuff, you know, and, absolutely. And a, and a lot of it could just be tweaks of dials, you know. It's like, oh, Deception has to be on Mystique's turn. Juggernaut's card has to be on his turn, you know. Just little tweaks that are just helpful and um, balancing things. And I, I think they're very aware of all this stuff. And at the same time, the game and the crises are the most balanced spot they've ever been. And then the representation of affiliations is is the highest it's ever been. So it's like, even though we have these scary standout models, the Hulks, Thanos, the Malekiths, the Mystiques, the Juggernauts, and a few others that sneak in every once in a while, we're still in this amazing spot, you know? So don't focus on those big pieces as much, you know? There's ways to deal with them too. And Mm. we'll talk about that on more episodes coming up, but... We absolutely will. I guarantee MG's looking at that. Well, Jesse, I guarantee that we could go on for a couple of hours knowing us if we don't, you know... Trim the fat and focus in on Adepticon here, okay? Yeah, we'll talk more on After Dark. Yeah, we'll pick up there. <laughs> Actually, we will. We will drone for hours on After Dark if you let us, and I hope you do. So we got to talk about the tournament first. Okay. But before we do, before we really get in there and chop it up, let's take care of a little business so we can go hmm. on uninterrupted. <laughs> Fury's Finest is sponsored by DiscountGamesInc.com and Mr-Laser.Square.Site. Please check them out for all your non-local gaming store Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Of course, our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you want to support the show and join our Discord community and get more plugged in with the community, the leagues, the painting gallery, etc., etc., check out our Patreon and you can join as low as a dollar a month and become part of this wonderful community. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. Chris, we've got a very special shout out this week to Leslie. Thank you, Leslie, for joining the Fury's Finest community. Thank you so much, Leslie. Chris, you want to read off these wonderful Avenger producers that help us make the show happen every week? Let's roll call these Avengers real quick. Rusty, Dylan, Rich, Jason, Puyon, and most recently, Charles. Number one, thank you guys so much. Each and every week, we're always going to say it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But also, what up, fellas? Thank you, Avengers. All right, Chris, let's move on to our main topic today. It's the Adepticon tournament and all this Adepticon news. All right, Chris, so the Adepticon Challenger event 2023 happened. It happened in Chicago. It happened with 127 players. That's right. That's awesome. A, that's that's the biggest MCP event to date. Yes, And that is awesome. We're going to celebrate it, but we're going to break that record soon. I have a feeling (laughs) that will not be the biggest to date through the end of this year. I think, I think we might break it this year. So LVO had more, but it was obviously over a couple events, right? Right. This is the biggest singular event. Absolutely. Which is just noteworthy, amazing, and kind of crazy. So we're not going to like, we're going to read off all 20, 127 players. Here we go. Every list, every <laughs> every game, let's go. Let's talk about this top eight, Chris. Let's okay. talk about it. So the way everything worked was basically like you had all these players that went X and one are undefeated, right? And they're going this top eight. And this top eight was pretty interesting. So there is a lot of patterns here. The first pattern of which is there are three Guardians of the Galaxy player. No shock to us. One of the best teams in the game right now. They're awesome right now. Rerolls are incredible. Their core is cheap and powerful, easy to build, every threat level, powerful team. And then if you add the senior Thanos variant on top of that, mm-hmm. you've got 
both your bases covered of a powerful, easy to build core team with this massive, powerful, scary control piece that basically is really hard to remove from the table. And between these guardians, we had a little bit of just guardians, a little bit of senior Thanos guardians, and no shockers here. But moving on, Chris, we had two Malekith Cabal players. What do you know in this top eight? I'm honestly not mad about it. Um, I know a lot of people are very tired of seeing the the, the top tier models like you talked about, the, the yeah. tippy of the bell curve. Sure. That's just what's going to happen when you get a bunch of competitive folks playing in a tournament. I'm okay with it. And let me and correct I'm that. also very okay with only seeing Malekith that many times. I think it's fitting that he's in the top eight. Uh, he oh, should be sure. in top eight lists. He's power piece. Yeah, he, exactly. And he should be, man. He's great. But. And let me correct myself. The other player, Chris, was actually a Hydra player that had. Oh, Malekith yes. Yes. List. I love that even more. And he could have played Mal. He could have flexed to Mal, but he did not in this top these top games at all. So it's like, okay, really, we had a Mal player right in this top, but we had a guy who could flex to Mal. But really, he was playing Red Skull Hydra every time. So, and this is cool because this speaks to me because you and I just talked about this in our tournament episode recently. But I've been playing a lot of this Red Skull Hydra, trying to figure it out. This is an awesome list to see and read and 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 try. And I'm really looking forward to just seeing what this does. So yeah, Hydra with a Mal cabal splash but then we of course had alex bots running that solo mal cabal moving on chris we had two x-men players and this is no surprise how excited are you i'm very excited this is no surprise for two reasons x-men are strong especially if you if you're tenured with them and that leads right into reason number two nate commonly known in the community as ghost here from the taco truck podcast he's one of vince's primary sparring partners right? He's one of the best yeah. X-Men players in the entire world. It's cool that all of us X-Men players are getting to know each other so well. I've gotten to know Nate a little bit. And Nate made the top and Brett F made the top as well. And it's funny, Chris, Brett was someone I played and had to beat in the top eight at Lone Star Open. What do you know? He was playing Shield at the time and he is from the Austin meta. He also was rocking X-Men. And unfortunately, spoiler alert, the X-Men, both, both X-Men players got knocked out in this top cut because I think an X-Men player could have potentially gone all the way to the end and see what happens with that. I'm not mad at all at this spread. I think it represents a, a good, di- a different number of play styles, a decent yeah. amount of different teams. Oh, there's one left. Spider-Foes That's player. That's true. Yeah. Pure Spider-Foes I, player. Sorry, Corey. I didn't mean to forget you there. No. 100% Spider-Foes. Champion, this person. Super cool, man. I, I'm, I'm not a great spider foes player but i sure do like the affiliation quite a bit yeah Corey is one of those there was several spider foes players that went like i noticed that zero losses like day one you know just absolutely amazing stuff so yeah we got this we got this interesting top eight yeah there's a lot of guardians yeah there's a little bit of mal yeah there's a little bit of x-men and there's a random spider foes but a very cool representation chris all pretense aside the top eight goes how it goes, and we get down to a final match of Patrick Dumford from the UK and from Across the Bifrost, and we're part of the Across the Bifrost network. I always post our episodes on that side feed, by the way. And Patrick played against Alex Botts from Alfredo's Size 3 Taco Truck podcast running Mal Cabal. So we had a Guardians versus Mal Cabal finals, but it gets better. This was a senior Thanos Guardians versus mm. a Mal Cabal. And this should come as no shock if anyone's followed Pat's podcast or career over the last several years. Pat kind of pioneered this list. Pat's been on record saying multiple times he thinks this is the best list in the game. This The senior Thanos Guardians, which of course senior Thanos referring to space reality sr thanos where it's like thanos is always teleporting where he needs to be he has the reality gym where he's counting a skull as a crit and giving himself more offensive and defensive power he's just hard to remove from the table and then he's building more power with his strikes with that reality gym like corvus would build more power with his strikes right but thanos having more power from his strikes is nuts because he can cosmic portal every person on the map away from him right and it's powerful it's very powerful and i was watching that game happen and it was it was nuts it was a very fast game uh it was a very attrition heavy game but yeah. thanos would like you said that's all it just thanos's turn the entire board state would change because just every character anywhere yeah he just rearranges rearranges the entire board using all these those tools he has available to him all that power he's able to generate with more 
more success options with counting skulls. And it's, it's very, very strong. And with a powerful support piece, you know, and Beta Ray Bill on the table there as well. Yeah. You know, which is great into things with flight like Malekith. Yeah. And, ju- and just durability. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, a, it was a very, very good list. And it was very, very well played by Pat. Congrats, Pat. Great job. Yeah. Massive shout out to Alex Botts as well, who absolutely just crushed it with Cabal the entire tournament. No issues. Beat, beat out everyone. Some pretty inspired Red Skull Master of Hydra moves there during those finals. The dice yeah, just man. didn't break right. No, they didn't. And they certainly did for Thanos, which is part of the game, you know? Hey, it's a dice game, man. But yeah, Red Skull and Malekith breathing down your neck is a something you have to deal with that you cannot ignore it, right? And something I've been experimenting with le- lately, so it's kind of happenstance and interesting to see it in the finals. And it's like questions, always asking questions of your opponent, like Mal and Red Skull are in your face. What are you going to do? You know, Pat literally went Star-Lord, Beta Ray Bill, Thanos, and that's how he dealt with it. And that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> it was it was very it was a very interesting game. I was telling Jesse before before we rolled mics, that was the most on the edge of my seat I've ever been in an, like watching an MCP game. Oh, the absolutely. most the most engaged I've ever that was a very marketable game. Watch the game. Yeah, we're trying not to spoil too much because we want you to watch the game on the Professional Casual Twitch or the Professional Casual YouTube channel. Great commentary of the game. That yeah, they really locked in for the and- final match and delivered some excellent commentary like about what's going on in the game and and speculation and just yeah. general talk. Great job. Yeah, and it was really refreshing, too, to see Alex and Patrick, two players that have no issues with clocks, <laughs> just like burning Quick through game. their turns, knowing exactly what they're going to do. There was no like, how do I play this character? They knew exactly how to play all the characters mm-hmm. they had, quickly made their decisions, rolled their dice, next person's turn. And so it's a very watchable game in that sense, too. It's 15 threat on Gamma and Researcher, which is just a bloodbath. <laughs> it right? was, just man. Right in the middle of the map, just fight. And um, really entertaining game. There is a recalibration matrix that if there's if there's a cell for that card you've ever seen of the 100%. variance that can happen, it is in this game and I will not spoil it, but it's like insanity. I am pretty sure there's an alternate reality that spawned from that point. Oh, the game was won on that card's back. 100%. And that's why I'm saying there is there is and that there is another reality that split right then in that moment yep. where that card was not played or perhaps not in the list or something and the game went a different way and now that's an entirely different earth. Yeah, 100%. I hope I get rich in that earth. We'll see. We will talk more of this tournament probably in the coming weeks, whether it's on After Dark or on the primary feed. I'd like to interview some of the players from this. And I I have a couple of friends who played in this tournament, so it might happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But Chris, today we're here talking mainly about Marvel Crisis Protocol news because AMG did this amazing thing where they didn't really drop any news the entire weekend until the very end when they had their live panel with will and simone and they basically talked about everything mcp and everything star wars and just all the reveals coming over the next year or so which is amazing but they also said i also preface chris and i think they're smart because we know mini extravaganza is coming this year and some of the stuff they showed us they directly told us is next spring's releases and next summer's releases and i'm thinking oh they left openings they left openings for 100 percent yeah 100 percent they know what they're doing. So all you people out there, you know, clutching your rosaries for Reed Richards and stuff, like don't give up yet. You know, Calm, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. But I think it's very smart the way they did it. And, and it's very transparent because a lot of them, things they showed us were models in progress or stuff like that. So it, it's very cool. But Chris, we're going to talk about the first thing they showed us, which was they gave us the reveals for the cards for Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool, which are coming very soon. And we're going to do our best to read these cards. Forgive us if we get something wrong on these, but we're going to do our normal news segment here where we go through the cards. So Chris, let's start with Gwenpool and just read what she is. So Gwenpool, she is a four threat character. Her defenses are 434. She is very tanky. Her stamina is 6 and 6, which is really not that far off from an Ulick or something. She's a size 2 and move of medium on a small base. This is a good start, Chris. This is a defensive four threat to start. A lot of four threats lately, and um, I'm going to make some people mad. I'm fine with it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Let's see where this goes. 
We yeah. we all know that Gwenpool is a a very very fourth wall breaking type of character. Yep. Let's let's read the rest of this card. So let's start off yep. with her first attack. It is a stabby swords. It is a physical attack. It's a range of two, strength of five, power cost of zero. After the attack is resolved. Gwenpool gains power equal to the damage dealt on a wild. You will pierce. Of course, pierce changes one of the defending characters, crits, wilds, blocks to a blank, getting an extra damage through just for rolling a wild. You love it. This is kind of like a Logan attack, but shorter range and no place. It's it's a good attack. Five dice in a in a pierce. I know we love to see displacement these days. Oh, this is Laura's. This is Laura's status attack. conditions, but this is a really good attack. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, we have Gwynpool's bag of tricks. It's a range four attack. I like that a lot. Strength of four mm-hmm. and a power cost of zero. This is her ranged attack. After the attack is resolved, this character gains one power. It's her gainer. If you get a wild and a hit, uh, we believe, you get to trigger the Gwynpool special. After the attack is resolved, the defending character gains one of the following con- special conditions, bleed, shock, incinerate, or poison. So, Chris, range four, we've talked about on this show, very uncommon. It's one of those ranges that's kind of like, it's just not a lot of places. And having a range four gainer that gives conditions is pretty cool. Pretty nice. It, it's just going to happen a lot. You're going to be doing this a lot with her. Look, conditions are more important now than they have ever been before. Mm. Especially, I mean, look, even how to phrase this. Jesse, I remember when this game came out. Okay. When yeah, we yeah. were starting the show, we were learning the game. I was there, yeah. We were there as it happens. We really didn't think shock was huge. Right. We it thought was, it was it like was nice. Pretty strong. It was fine. Like fairly strong, but it yeah. was fine. But I we'd prefer in almost anything else. But now, look, you want shock going into Malekith. You just do. Oh, now you're like, I have shock on Sam Wilson. I can't throw my shield. I just can't. Like exactly. I got I to shake it or fly mm-hmm. or something. So this is extremely nice. Way mm. nicer than we would have thought, you know, a few years ago. And the fact that she has a good four range four attack gainer and a strong builder. I mean, pierce on a builder. That's just more power, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's just, we're starting off strong, looking like a solid character. This is a character. I could see a cool splash in spider foes. We'll get to that later, but sure. <clears throat> I think she's a good fit for them, but closing out her attacks, Chris, she has this ends. This end towards target. She's pointing a giant rocket at the oh, target. Okay. So it's 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 it, it's funny because it's telling you which way to point the gun. This end toward target. It's range four, strength of eight, power cost of four. This is kind of looking like a Deadpool slash Bob attack mixed together, which makes a lot of sense. After the second resolve, the target character gains incinerate and stun automatically. Very cool. Also on a wild shell trigger, scorched earth before damage is dealt. All other characters within range two of the target character suffer one damage and gain the incinerate special condition. Okay, Chris, this is like Bob's rocket, less dice. You don't daze from it. Gives out conditions. This is getting pretty cool. It's four power. That's a lot for a spender. Absolutely. Um, Eight dice, not bad. You're probably going to roll a wild on eight dice. Yep. You're hopefully going to have some rerolls anyway, just based on stuff, just based on MCP stuff. But this is good. This is a great way. I mean, think about this on an EMAP, right? Mm. Think about this on some of these really fighty, attrition maps, which yeah, yeah. like I was saying this before too, the game is more attrition now than it's ever been before. You can actually, yeah, yeah. you can table people these days. I've, I got tabled for the first time not long ago. We just talked about that in our tournament report. Yeah. yeah. So go, if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's real fun. But this wild on these fighty maps is yeah. really cool, man. It's in the right spot. It's very powerful. Kind of nailed it. Like you want to use this on the fighty maps and maybe you don't want to use it on the non-fighty maps. And that's a pretty simple way to start. Right. So yes, you're playing researcher demons downtown or gamma. Mm. Okay. I'm going to use this rocket. Like I'm going to use it. It's going to get me value. Incinerates for everyone. Yeah. Cause like at worst, that's a, it's less dice on all your opponent's stuff at best. That's your opponent's like shaking all those incinerates and you took actions from them with this. So it's all good stuff. But Chris, we got to move on to her superpowers because she's got a few. So the first one she has is travel through gutter space, active superpower, power cost of two. If Gwynpool is not holding an objective token, place her within range three of her current position. The superpower can only use it once per turn. Chris, you're going to be using this on her all the time. She has her own web swing. She's got a little web swing here. I really like her this. scooter. 
I really enjoy this caveat of no objective no objective token. Well, because you can always double gainer and do this, right? Exactly. So you like, can you can always double gainer or sing, excuse me, single gainer power phase. True. But what this does is is brings the character's power level in the game down just a notch. Okay. Which allowed us to get all of these really wonderful attacks. Giving all these attacks to someone and then letting them just webline days someone pick something up and then swing away with all these crazy dice. That's kind of a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, but I really like this caveat keeping her kit yes. just a little bit more balanced, keeping her from being able to go just way too out of control in the game. Well, she's like a tankier agent venom, right? But agent exactly. venom doesn't have this caveat. So it's like her having the caveat is interesting. Man, he, because she's tankier. You can, you can shred him so fast though. Well, Chris, you want to read us this next superpower because this is pretty exciting. This next superpower is retcon powers activate. And it is a reactive superpower with a power cost of X. While Gwenpool is attacking or defending during the modified dice step of the attack, Gwenpool may spend up to three power to use this superpower. For each one power spent, Gwenpool may reroll one of its attack or defense dice. This superpower can only be used once per turn. Wow. You're not going to be able to do this every time you attack. Just No, once. but I mean. It's awesome. I'm not taking anything away from it. I just yeah, want to sure frame it properly. rerolls on yourself, right? It's awesome, dude. It's stack with Shuri and Zola rerolls, right? So very cool. She's Sentinel consistent. Prime. Yeah, she, she's consistent. It, it's super cool, too, because all of her attacks have cool wild triggers. Yes, all of her attacks have good, at least good wild triggers. And with stabby swords, now we're talking about yep. five dice with a pierce and up to three rerolls. We're talking about it's potentially what, better than a half dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come it's, on, that's awesome. But it's on the hunt rerolls. Yeah, it's very cool. And Chris, closing out her card, she has plot armor. It's an innate superpower. Very cool name. I'm so excited to do her episode. So excited. When this character would suffer damage from an enemy effect, reduce the amount suffered by one to a minimum of one. So she has the lizard, Luke Cage, the innate reduction. Once again, I mentioned she's tanky. She's really not that far off from Ulik's stats. Ulik just has more health, right? He has the same stats, uh, defensive stats as her and reduction and more health. So she is just a tanky, fighty character. Seems fun. Yeah, seems really fun. And that's her. So she's going to be one of those kind of like all around her characters, which is very cool. I find it cool that she's like all around her in a different way from Bill, you know? Because yeah, Bill's come out recently, absolutely. so he's fresh on the mind as a solid all-arounder. She's got a little bit better economy than Bill with the web swing, but like, there's pros and cons of both. I, I just think it's very cool. But Chris, we got to move on to probably the most exciting of these two characters is Squirrel Girl. Oh my! Finally, get her in the game, which is very exciting, and she's also a four-threat character that's size two, a small base, move and medium. Once again, just like Gwenpool, her defenses are three, 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 and her stamina is six on her healthy side and five on her injured side. So a little bit less health than Gwenpool. All pretense out of the way. She's already a little bit less tanky than Gwenpool. And that's that's okay because we got cool stuff to talk about. So let's start it. Her first attack is a knuckle spike strike. It is a range three strength of five power cost of zero. After the attack is resolved, Squirrel Girl gains power equal to the damage dealt on a wild you will trigger ambush. After this attack is resolved, play Squirrel Girl within range one of the target character. You have to do it. Yes, you have to do it. So be careful. This is this is beast all over again, right? Where you, mm -hmm. you, if you got to be ready. We've, we've all gotten ourselves into bad <laughs> situations with that beast place. But I love that she has the beast strike, though. This is the beast strike. Dude, yeah. this is good. Her mobility is already potentially pretty dang good. Yeah, pretty dang good is right. You know, and on five, you're going to five dice. You're going to be rolling a wild decent amount of time. So yeah, uh, moving on, Chris, she has a another, she has a second attack called army of squirrels. It's range four, strength of six power costs of two are good price. Honestly, if this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, the target character gains the bleed and stun special conditions. We always love that. Awesome. And then also there's a wild push before damage is dealt. We love that so much. If the target character is size three or less squirrel girl may push the target character away. It's short. That's good. This is good. This is a good attack. Um, this is control. Automatic conditions i love the stun bleed bleed's always nice yeah and you could you could maybe do some weird 
you know, kitchen table blade shenanigans with this automatic bleed yes. for, for two to three power. That's something to definitely think about, something I might try. But in my experience, Chris, like bleed comes up later. It's like your opponent's on one life and they're like, oh, now I have to stagger mm-hmm, my second that. action yeah. with the bleed. I've it, been there. Cool. You've done that to me several times. I think I've gotten it off on you a couple times too. But yeah. Yeah. Bleed's pretty pretty good, but I just I love that there's no trigger. It just happens. You pay for it, you target them, you roll those dice and they those. get you get they get these conditions. Yeah. It's very very sweet. It's similar to Lizard Spender except it has a wild push, so it's better, you know, cuz Liz- yeah. Lizards he bites you with his teeth, gives you these conditions automatically even if you don't hit on the, you know. But then she also has a wild push and once again, you know, get her some rerolls or something, make that wild happen. Well, Speaking of rerolls, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about now because yeah, superpower time, yeah, superpower time, and we have to talk about a similar superpower to the superpower of Brother Voodoo. So think about the Brother Daniel token, yep, as a frame of reference while we explain this, so you can kind of picture in your mind's eye how it really works instead of putting yeah. together the word salad similar but different yep yep tippy toe takedown it is an active superpower and it is a power cost of x squirrel girl may spend any amount of power to use this superpower that's also kind of noteworthy for certain affiliations that have to get rid of power just mm. throwing it out there choose an enemy character within range three of squirrel girl with a threat value equal to or lower than the amount of power spent Move the tippy toe token to that character. While that character has the tippy toe token, it does not add critical results in its attack, defense, or dodge rolls to its total successes and cannot add dice to its attack, defense, or dodge rolls as a result of critical results. So tippy toe takedown completely negates criticals. Not only are they not counting for your opponent, no, but blow. they're not exploding. Yep. And given that it's uh, kind of a threat level determined ability, this just screams anti like X twenty three. No, oh, yeah. I'm thinking the the damage dealing threes early oh, yeah, game. For sure. Just get rid. Of, Domino is suddenly useless. You know what I mean? Suddenly she doesn't have her cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, there. It's also late game. This is going to be huge. If you can get to that six power to get this seven is a big power, character shut down. Yeah. Put this on Hulk. Put this on Malekith. You know, this Thanos, is yes. like shut Thanos down. And the theme is right because we know Squirrel Girl has taken on a lot of these big threats in the comics, you know, and this is kind of AMG's way of showing this. And I'm sure we'll get this more in our actual episode, the theme of all this. But yeah, Chris, it's, it's a super hex, it's a super hex. And you think about the characters that count can either pay to or count skulls as criticals. This nullifies that as well. So pretty powerful ability. Yeah. Reality Corvus just shuts you down with this squirrel. Abs- yeah, dude, for real. Because yeah, dear listener, Tippy Toe is her most near and dear to her squirrel out of all the squirrel army, essentially. He's the one who's actually has the relationship with her. You know, he's the closest in her whole purview um, of my limited squirrel girl knowledge. I do know that Tippy Toe is the number one. You know, very cool they incorporate it. She also has the superpower Tippy come back. It's reactive superpower power cost of zero. When Squirrel Girl is targeted by an attack, she may use the superpower move Tippy Toe token to her from anywhere. In conjunction with this, she has the Squirrel Lee's innate superpower. Squirrel Girl begins the game with the Tippy Toe token. While Squirrel Girl has the Tippy Toe token, she may reroll up to two dice when making attack, defense, or dodge roll. During Nuts. the power phase, you may move the token from anywhere to this character, but whenever Squirrel Girl is dazed or KO'd, while it has the Tippy Toe token, move the Tippy Toe token to this character. This character cannot have more Tippy Toe tokens except for the one that begins the game with. So basically, Chris, all that's to say, they fixed the voodoo wording. Because very nice. The way the dazes and stuff happen with voodoo right now, Daniel doesn't shoot back. Like, Tippy Toe's shooting back, even though Daniel's not shooting back. So I read this and I say, okay, when Voodoo gets his sideways card, this is happening to his wording and cleaning that up a little 100%. bit, right? 100%. And this is not a speculation podcast or anything like that, but it, it just seems like they've they've learned the wording and it's really tight. Yeah, that's just a logical, a logical step in being a company. There's always growing pains when yep. introducing new mechanics like this and being that <laughs> these games are essentially word problems you know, played out on a board. 
you know, so it's crisis sense. change. Voodoo's been fine. So this Voodoo's will take him down fine. even one more notch. This will take him down even one more notch. If we get this wording, you know, or the, he, maybe he doesn't Daniel need has, it. Maybe they leave it the way it is. We'll see, Chris. Now let's talk about this squirrel ease. Cause this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. So she has spidey sense on her defense and dodge rolls. Dude, she has just, on her. She's re-rolling everything, man. And then she has Logan re-rolls on her strikes and attacks. But here's what's interesting. Add to the fact that she'll have X-Force re-rolls because I'll be playing her in there. And yeah, she's nuts. On, I think I actually think she's going to be a fit in X-Force. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that. Rerolls on rerolls on rerolls and and a little bit of control with Tippy. And Tippy is so cool because like this is very much the voodoo thing. Voodoo gets raw defensive stats with when he has Daniel. Scrogo gets raw good rerolls on everything when she has Tippy Toe. But when she does this powerful effect of giving someone the super hex, when Tippy Toe's climbing all over them and biting them, obviously. So it's happening and their defenses are down. Her defenses are down too because she doesn't have him to fight with her. Right. Right. So I love the theme of this. I love the play style of this. This is a character. This is very much a character I would like to play, Chris, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. I'll be I'll be getting this. Um, Gwynpool's just an all-arounder and powerful. I'm I'm less excited about Gwynpool, but I'm less excited about Gwynpool's character, period. And that's nothing against Gwynpool. I just don't know a lot about her. And she's like a character, though, that would fit in your list because she's just like this strong all-rounder. I know, but I feel like Squirrel Girl has a defined job in in an X Force list right away. Mm-hmm. Bruiser Voodoo. Well, there's a bruiser that offers a little bit of control. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, be, being able to slow down that Malekith with a tippy or something, you know, it's awesome. Could be huge for an affiliation like X Force to to get that round that they need to maybe come back or get the score a little more t- evened up or even just slow him down to give Laura one more turn of dishing mm. some damage. I'm all about it. Yeah. And closing out Squirrel Girl's card, Chris, of course she has wall crawler because of course she does. Of course she does. So very exciting. Uh, I do love that both these characters are small bases. They do have a weakness in that sense where their, their movements average, you know, and that's good because <laughs> everything else they have is strong. <laughs> so, and I feel like they're characters. You're not going to go wrong with splashing them anywhere you want. Right, they're they're really not. Gwynpool is an all rounder, right? You could put her in any list, and you're you, she'll be fine. She'll be strong. And then Squirrel is very similar. She's an all rounder with some some high level tricks you can do. And uh, yeah, they both seem like they fit cool places. Excited to see where they end up and what their cards are like, Chris. But we've got to move on to all these reveals. So Tonic Mask Games did their full studio stream presentation. And wow, this is some exciting stuff. It's amazing that we have gone this long without talking about this stuff, Jesse. And we're going to go a little bit longer without talking about the X-Men, the big X-Men reveals, because we have to start. We're going in order. At the beginning, my friend. Let's check out Ultron with a cape. Yeah. Was this list made for me? Yes. (laughs) Let's start there. This The Adepticon reveals were specifically targeted at you. There's a couple things for me in here, of course, but this was all... That's this weird. was all 100% up your alley, except for Shadow King. I feel like Shadow King is more for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll get to him. So Ultron with a cape. You know, if any of you listeners and have grunts, seen my Ultron. I'm so happy. Yeah, my Ultron has a cape. So I'm going to have two Ultrons with a cape because I did a mo- cape mod. Ultron, they said a bigger, badder Ultron at a higher threat with good with grunts. I assume they meant higher threat. I have no idea. But with grunts and, oh my gosh, Chris, the grunts are incredible this picture like there are mul- it it is so ultron right like they <laughs> it is multiple bots on top of bots it's just a I swarm could, you know i want to speculate on some of the rules that There's i think no could be happening here but, yeah ugh, I'm, I'm i'm pretty excited for this five grunts on one base chris they, they've outdone themselves chris might be moving back to bad guys for a little bit i mean x-force will always be my home of phil but yeah whoo goodness Beautiful, beautiful. The, the models look cool, but Jesse, we got to talk about the one I'm really, really excited about. And I know, I know this is right up your alley. I know you're a cosmic guy. I, I'm a cosmic guy myself, but yeah. I know it's one of your tops. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I know this character design has been one of your tops <laughs> since you saw it. Cause I remember yeah. when you first saw it, I, I've we been enamored. Voice, we were in yeah. voice chat together when you first saw it. Uh, it blew and my mind. Cosmic ghostwriter. That's right. Frank Castle himself. 
Do you think uh, that's man. what they said? Yeah, they said okay. Castle. I did not. I have not been able to watch the the YouTube. Uh, I've only seen the pictures. Uh, what Schick said, where he said Frank Castle himself, the Avatar of Galactus, fantastic cosmic Ghost Rider. I'm so happy. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see all the awesome paint jobs on Maybe this. Thanos is what you meant, dude. So. Punishers become a lot of people over the course of the Marvel mythos, and there's some pretty cool ones that I'd like to see in the game. But Absolutely. I want to talk about this sculpt. <laughs> it's awesome. He is doing an endo with his cosmic motorcycle while waving the chain through the air, doing a little bullwhip routine. The absolute dexterity on this mad lad, I cannot imagine. No, as we have found one to assemble and paint because it is very dynamic. But And the rule set. Who freaking knows where we're going here, right? Right. And like affiliated guardians, probably. And like classic Ghost Rider is already pretty great in Guardians. And now we're going to get like an actual like potential Ghost Rider Guardian. I, I'm so excited, Chris. I'm just so excited well, to see what, well, what happens. Given that they have two different alias names, Both. you could have a double yeah. Ghost Guardian, a double Ghost Rider list, baby. Let's do okay, it. Okay. I'm in. So now oh, let's boy. get to something I'm extremely excited about. Yeah. Mbaku and claw umbaku and ulysses claw i'm so excited about ulysses claw i hate him so much yeah, yeah but i think he's a really good he's a really good villain and he was really good played really well in the mcu too but this the umbaku oh, sculpt is Andy. sick 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 the claw <laughs> yeah. sculpt the claw sick. sculpt is really cool and i'm i'm mostly excited to see the kit on claw that's all yeah shake said they really pushed their sculpting department's skills with claw in particular because he's doing his iconic psionic echo move Mm -hmm, it's mm kind of like he's he's like popping out it's like multi-bodied going on multi-hands it looks like phantom limb from uh yeah venture brothers but i mean to see mbaku to see dude mbaku looks like a boss in this sculpt, he is a straight G in this sculpt. Though the sculpt is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, we talked cape, about him on the, the show. cape. Looks awesome. He's in a super powerful stance. I'm excited to get back to Wakanda because you and I talked about yeah. Mbaku. We talked about Manape. We talked about all this stuff. And like what Shik talked about in this presentation, Chris, is that Mbaku was very unique because Marvel, of course, Mbaku has changed over the years. You're right. And we've talked about Manape. We've talked about Mbaku. And we've talked about like the transition all of this. And Shik talked about how they worked with Marvel in that's a rare cool. opportunity to like define a new vision for Mbaku that's a meeting point of MCU and comics going forward and like essentially amg kind of helped them design like his design and comics going forward and it's kind of nuts in a in an amazing way you know and this happened in the past with ffg with some of the stuff in star wars sure. where it's like ffg got to design some of the ships that were going to be in in future ea games for star wars right sure. and it's like they literally designed a mini that was then in star wars battlefront like iden's like cruiser you know and stuff like that so it's like i love this stuff so much i eat this stuff up and it's just like art inspiring art and creatives inspiring creatives and it's good stuff and i mean comic book marvel lore is just as you know, kind of held up like Star Wars lore. So the fact that AMG oh, yeah. has now had a hand in a character's mm. in a character's redefinition and kind of reintroduction to Marvel Comics is kind of a big deal. Oh, absolutely. And I'll be painting mine as close to Winston Duke as I can. <laughs> nice. The short beard and everything. So yeah. But Chris, we gotta move on. We're still on this Wakanda front and my mind was blown. As I imagine, this was nuts. made for me. This was made for me. We talked about this. AMG releasing not only new terrain, but various new boxes of Wakanda terrain in particular that is uniquely Wakanda is very exciting. We're going to talk about this terrain. It's beautiful. They've got Panther Fountain with the rock feature. They've got three different Panther statues of different sculpts. They've got Wakandan streetlights. They have, of course, the acacia trees. And then they have these vibranium haulers, which Schick did confirm the haulers doors can open and there's vibranium <laughs> bolts on the inside. That's cool, man. Like stacks of vibranium. Dude, I am so excited. I mean, you already know how hard it was for me to track down African acacia type trees anyways. Yeah. Right? For our, yeah. Uh, it's a very unique feature of Africa. I'm pretty, I'm pretty curious as to how many of these sets you're going <laughs> to buy just for that one tree. Yeah, probably at least two. Yeah, good point. Speaking of, I've got a, I've got that motorcycle from the 
Sabretooth Logan box for you. Okay. <laughs> I'll take any motorcycles. I'm just like Tim from the Professional Casual. Send me your motorcycles. So, All right. We have to talk piece de la resistance uh, for Wakanda here. Oof. Speaking of terrain, speaking of... Oh, yeah. The terrain's sculpts. nuts. And like this little diorama they're setting up. I, this was a dream for this game. Probably the best they, terrain they've ever done. Yeah. It, it, it They kind of teased this kind of thing with Logan and Apex Predator release. And I think this is the next iteration. This is what they were wanting. Okay. And uh, the first one was a little tester, I think, because this is insane. This is Killmonger and Black Panther fighting at the mouth of a panther cave. I, presumably, they're fighting for the yeah for the for the ritual of uh, of elevation to, to the throne. And yeah, the warrior falls. Yeah. Warrior falls. And this is, it looks beautiful. They're both in the, like their bases are in the water. It's it, their new sculpts look amazing. Killmonger's got the mask, the ceremonial mask on, which oh. is just chef's so kiss, I, baby. So I was see. Chick did confirm, Chris, you are right. These are new, not only sculpts of BP oh, and no. Killmonger, but these are new th- versions with oh, different superpowers, no. different abilities. This is very much a Logan Sabretooth part two, just like we got with the rivals panels of Weapon X. Nuts. Nuts. That's very exciting. Um, I, in my a, mind in is a lot blown. of ways, in a lot of ways, that's very exciting. I am sad that two characters are going to be behind, be behind that price point again. Sure. But, you know, that is... That is the day and age we live in, folks, and yeah, it is unfortunate, but it's just what has to happen sometimes. Uh, the last thing they mentioned about this Wakanda train, Chris, which I think is kind of game-changing going forward, at least for casual nights, for sure, but yes, nothing for the game as a whole. awesome. They talked about all this new Wakanda terrain, including the Rivals panel, has new rules attached to it that are optional. They talked about how if you play with this terrain on the map, you can play with these optional rules. They will affect threat levels for missions potentially. They can also add flair and flavor to missions when you play crises on them. And they said that these terrain rules are completely optional, but they can affect gameplay through different ways. And they even talked about proximity to the terrains mattering with the rules. So the example they gave was if you're by the vibranium hauler and its doors are open, Maybe something happens with power vibranium. Oh, fun, fun, Um, fun. And things like that with the falls and stuff. So they talked about going forward. They were going to retroactively go through with the New York set, potentially the construction set, the taco truck, et cetera. Add these thematic terrain set rules to add features like, oh, you're by this cosmic thing. It pushes you away. Oh, you're by this thing. Gives you power. You're by this thing. Gives you more cover. The possibilities are endless. What they can do as designers, I'm really excited to see what they do. But this is high on my list of excitement. They've been they've proven to be pretty great, uh, <laughs> creative, pretty, pretty creative. Yeah. Ah, that's so exciting. That like, what they, if the taco they're going to go back? You could and like, add, pay. Yeah. You could pay power to like eat a taco and heal a damage or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It depends. You know, I've I've ran a food truck for a, for a few years, so it really depends on uh, how. How good the truck is, how prep they are, how much, how grilled is this thing? Are they just heating it up for you? Are they cooking it on the spot? What's going on? I don't know. These rules could be just indicative. So many things. They need to call me on this. Depends on how well your taco truck's painted and what decals you have on it. (laughs) The worse it's painted, the better the food's going to be 100%. Shout out to our local friend and player, Matt, who put a lot of decals on his taco truck and a lot of posters and uh, license plates. And one of the license plates on his truck is um, that fateful license plate that Kramer gets in Seinfeld. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's, good, a mis- dude. it's a mistake. So, it's not. Yeah. So we will mention all that here and maybe that food truck gives you cool rule sets. So yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes, what, what this ends up being. But obviously Chris, the standout here is new versions of BP and Killmonger. But like you said, there's a paywall, but at the same time, you'd always just go buy now that super cheap Wakanda box and get old Killmonger, old BP, Okoye and Shuri for the discount price. Yeah. Cause old, old BP and old Killmonger just useless these days. Unplayable. Amazing, horrible four threats. Uh, I didn't, I didn't lose to Killmonger. You know, just like not that many games ago. The man can win games, dude. He's good. Black Panther is still one of the premier four threat, like offensive four threats in the game. 
They're both so good. It's, it's kind of insane. All right, Chris. Well, we've saved the okay. resistance to the end, as you would say. Okay. What do you think? Oh, okay. All right. Jesse, this is the most important question for me. Okay. Is your bishop going to go with the long hair or the bald head? I am so torn, dude. Easiest question I've answered in my life. So I know I'm, what your I'm answer is going to be. Your answer is going to be long hair, but I do not know which way to go. Because we could that I just that wonderful, wonderful comic run, Cable versus Bishop. Just it was so, so, so good. He's bald in that one. You know, Bishop desperately thinks he's doing the right thing by chasing down Cable to try to 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 nab Grace and kill her to save what he thinks is saving all of mutantum, but in fact he's being manipulated uh, just any reference to that run is fantastic it's an excellent run i think it's cable volume something i'm sorry i'm not prepared but i'm kind of just like <laughs> rolling on this one but i think i'm gonna go bold i've okay. talked myself into it next question i like this one you and i go different too because like for instance it your helps scott, yeah your scott has the helmet mine has the hair out clearly I, clearly i have an affinity for the hair we all know this i'm i've got joe fix it hulk you've got cosmic Yes, exactly. So, uh, sure, you, you're uh, you're heard and understood, and and uh, that that bishop always makes me sad because he's a villain in the sense of like, but he's not in his own mind. Like he's a complicated right, right. character during that run, and he's re- he's one hundred percent redeemable. He doesn't do anything irredeemable. He's just a really really determined dude. <laughs> I'm just a dad, and the I whole, get it, like, dude. I get it. I get it. I get I'm it. like, okay, I know, I know. Oh, like, yeah, forget. I think I said, uh, I didn't, or I said the wrong name during that. It's, it's hope. But so Bishop here. Yeah. Excellent oh, looking gosh. sculpt. Um, oh my gosh. he is on a medium base. It looks like. So that's exciting. Uh, of course, Bishop's power set in the comics is he's going to absorb the energy. Yep. I think it's kinetic energy. I'm not sure. I'll have to refresh on that, but the energy, uh, that's used to attack him just kind of powers him up. It's the same, same type of deal. Yep. Like Sebastian Shaw, yep. same kind of power set that strong guy has, but they all channel them differently. There's all differences here. Bishop of course can just unleash this in, in a big yep. energy beam of sorts. So, and depending on what Bishop you're looking at, which timeline, all the stuff he's got that innate power and then he's got some loose precog stuff. Right, to right. paired with that, right? Yeah, so that, eye, that, that eye gets glowing sometimes. Yeah, and like gives them some future spidey sense, force power feeling, you know, of what's going to happen. Also equipped with Tim Liefeld gun love. That's right. So anyway, uh, medium base. Maybe he's a cool. short mover like Cable, you know? Hey, you know, base. we'll see. I, I expect him to be pretty tanky. Yeah. And my guess would be that on his injured side, maybe he unleashes big, big, like all a black bolt, something like that. But we will see. Now, I have been intentionally dragging this out to keep <laughs> you from being able to talk about one of your favorite characters. Jesse, uh, the floor is yours. What do I even say? You know, we've been doing this podcast for three and a half years and you finally got him. One of my favorite characters in all of Marvel and all of my childhood has not been in the game yet. And he's here. And I was never, was never upset. I was never doomsaying. I was always confident he was coming. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he was, there's never any world where Kurt is not in this game. I never complained though. Let's, let's, let's be That's clear. True. That's very true. I would just be happy to have him as an objective runner for my team in the game. But guess what, Chris? Even if, if even if X Men did not gel with me, it, it did in a big, massive way. But even if X Men did not gel with me, I'd be playing Kurt all over the place because I love the character so much, right? And you know this. And wow, what a reveal! They revealed that Kurt was coming to the game by saying "Bamf," and they just had a slide that had "Bamf" on it. And then they showed us that his teleportation cloud is coming in on. You can add the optional "Bamf" letters, just like Deadpool's "Fawoosh." You can take it off. You can put it on. Whatever, magnetize it. Whatever you want to do. And then it gets better, Chris. He can just be jumping in the air with both of his hands out, or he can be double swashbuckling, Kurt. It's up to you. I you don't. I don't care. If you and I go the same way on this one, I'm going swords. I know you're going swords. There's, yeah. Look, 
You've talked about it on the show, I think. Swashbuckling Nightcrawler is the only Nightcrawler for me. I could easily go either way. I love the character so much. I mean, I've we've obviously seen him do both in different ways, and I love they gave you the option. So I am very excited. I'm happy he's on a small base because I have a strong feeling he's going to be a medium or long mover with teleportation placement abilities. I, I would say that I'm very excited, the most excited to see his kit out of all of these reveals. Yeah. But yeah. let's be honest, I'm not. There's other characters I'm more excited. I know, right? I, I know he's going to be all over the board, but I have no idea. I have no idea. Brace yourselves for Kurt and Web Warrior teams. It's coming. Brace yourself for Kurt and Kitty Pride and Web Warrior teams. Web Warrior teams. Ah, <laughs> Kitty Kate, man. Kate's coming, baby. I'm so excited. One of this my. This is nuts. I'm Lockheed is in the sculpt. That's what blue. That's what dude. Did it for me, Chris. This and the is Sentinel so arm. cool. This is clearly She's phasing through the Sentinel arm. This is clearly Kitty Pride. This is pre mm-hmm. her really finding herself and and establishing herself as sort of declare. You know when she declares that she's only Kate now. She mm-hmm. she really grows up. But oh my gosh, one of Amazing. one of my favorite characters. One of all of mutant fans favorite characters she's kind of your pov for just most of the 90s or or, or early 90s late 80s like she's just this ah, i love i love kitty ice man bobby so bobby coming this (laughs) model looks so cool dude oh my gosh he's doing his classic like surfboard riding on a medium base nuts chris just nuts i oh my gosh okay I think I'm. I need to see Kitty's kit the most, mm-hmm. but I will not be surprised if Iceman it ends up being the best out of these. Oh wow! Even with Kitty and Kurt there, come on, man. Yeah, it's Iceman. It's Iceman. I know. <laughs> it's Iceman. We know a lot of you are big fans of him out there. I mean, Chris and I are fans of Iceman. Of course, he's a oh, he's a man. classic. Look, and, and the way they went with the sculpt, goodness is gracious, great. Because we're getting some of that, just a little bit of of that post Emma Frost confrontation where she doesn't really Very unlock good. things for him, but she does. Yeah. Uh, with the spikies, you know, it's not quite. I like this Wizard yeah. Iceman, like like my dream is, but that doesn't mean <laughs> we can't get Wizard Iceman in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, same. You could say the same with several of these characters, Chris. Like, oh yeah. Like there's there's iconic versions of all multiple iconic versions. Clearly, guy like nineties, two thousands with these, and that's good. Like we'll start there, and we'll see where they, we go from there, right? I'm pretty sure I called for this character in like episode one of this show. I like honestly, if it First wasn't episode episodes. one, if it wasn't episode one, it was in a single digit episode on this show where I was calling for Shadow King. I never in a million years thought we'd get him in within the first like four years of the game. Right. I'm absolutely blown away. I have to see his kit. This sculpt is one of the best sculpts in all of MCP too. They 100% captured like everything about him. And and, and we haven't, we don't know what size base he's on yet. Mm -hmm. We just see a picture of the proposed sculpt of concept art, but this yep. is this is him, you know, with his cane and a fez, and he's in his suit, three piece suit. But then there's the the kind of spirit realm version of him, that Shadow King, coming off of, like of smoke off of his physical version, Nuts. and you know he's ripped. And it's just, uh, I is he going to be a leader? Is he going to be you know an Emma Frost style? Oh wow, leadership, yeah. Dormammu style leadership. Is he going? I, I have no idea. No idea. I have no idea. I'm so excited. It's gonna. This is awesome. I mean, these all it's these character awesome. reveals are just so so incredibly awesome. Yeah, I, none of them are a letdown. No, none of them. <laughs> all of, no. all of them are unexpected. I mean, even this terrain, like this Wakandan terrain, is the best mm-hmm. terrain they've done yet. Completely easily. and completely unexpected. Yep. But Chris, there's one final piece. There's one final all right, piece. All right, all right, all right. I know you're probably less excited than I am, but no, man, I'm excited. How many different new leaderships like for the X-Men are we going to get out of all this, man? Exactly. So our final reveal is Charles Xavier. They did it. Schick literally said after they showed the sculpts, which by the way, it's 90s wheelchairs, hovercraft all the way. And they also showed that Charles had has two head sculpts. You can go just plain bald head holding the fingers or cerebro helmet on holding the fingers, mm. you know? So make a choice. You make can't, a choice. You can't, you can't go cerebro helmet 
and chair. Mm-mm. It's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there, Chris. Like, that's the first thought I had too. Like, we need him in the full on cerebro. Yeah. yeah. But oh my gosh, Chick literally said straight up another leadership for the X Men to really round out your X-Men teams. And if you really want to run multiple leaders, you can and play as such. Exciting. Chris, I've, I've said it for some time. I think Charles could be one of the most interesting characters in this game because I feel like his abilities will most certainly mainly be global. And that is interesting. We'll see. He's going to be slow. He better be. So he's going to have global stuff. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he- Not all of his stuff. Just Mostly his, just yeah. sits back in your deployment zone. Yeah. And just- does amazing stuff, right? Like short move your allied X-Men, right? Give re-rolls to your allied X. We'll, we'll see what they end, end up doing. I'm really excited to see it. Massively excited to see it. He's my least favorite like sculpt out of all these, but like play style wise, he's probably very high on the echelon for me of like what it means for the game, right? He's probably one of those pieces like he means a lot for the game. And I'd, I'd really be happy to see a piece like him, Chris, that is incredibly powerful in his affiliation with the leadership. But maybe not a great splash, you know, maybe not a great splash. I, I would be very happy with that. I think that'd be really cool for the game. Chris, that's all the reveals. This is this has been a blast. <laughs> Insane. We're, we're in for just another wild year of yep. releases. And and they even said that this is not all the next year. A lot of these right. are next spring. I think a lot of these X-Men are next spring, so I'm going to have to be patient. That's okay. I would love to like dive into Wakanda, right, with some of the stuff. And this would be a good time to do it before the X-Men come out. I don't know. I'm 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 hyped. There's no telling what this game's gonna look like this time next year, and that's super exciting. Kurt Wagner with the scimitars, man. I know, dude. I mean, come on. How mobile is this guy gonna be? Like, <laughs> lockjaw no miles. Do it now. <laughs> well, know? Uh, like more than that. Yeah, probably more than that. I'm just saying, like, it that's might like, not be in that's like, our basis of a kit. But it's like it might not be he might not be super mobile in terms of getting across the board all the way. But what if he can just be We've seen Ant Man three so or four different places in a small area in one activation will sure. still Yeah, yeah. You know, just so many so many different super options beast. I can do. Yeah. Super beast. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Oh man. I'm so excited. I know. This Wakanda train is nuts. I hope it's not hard to put together because I'd love to just get it painted quicker than not. Get to the table because I've got multiple Wakanda boards. So I can slot this right in or I could add a third board. It's Wakanda and then like fill out the other two. Yeah. And like fill out the other two with like the extra bits. Uh, It's it's a win all around, right? So I'm I'm interested. I'm 100% interested in like really, really, really doing my best and taking my time on that warrior falls thing. And Oh man, maybe, maybe enjoying it. Honest to goodness, putting, putting together a little diorama for when it's not being used on the table. That's what, that's what these are supposed to be. These, these right. sort of rival panels. They're supposed to be like Spider-Man, Doc Ock, the Logan and Sabretooth, And now the black Panther and Killmonger. They're supposed to be dioramas when you're not playing, you know, of you put the time in the models, you put the time in the train and to enjoy them, you know, when you're not playing with them. And this warrior falls is like next level, Chris. I mean, I thought the Weapon X bunker was pretty amazing with the bike. And then now we got this beautiful piece. It is. The Weapon X bunker is really great. But yeah. this is, next level. like I said, feels like the first two were just the, uh, hey, think, the feet we can, wet. think we can pull this off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now now we're on to the, the true, you know, kind of the true extent of what they can kind of do with this. Well, and Chris, guess what? Wakanda just went from four models in Storm, so five models, to two, four more models. So now they are at nine models, if you include Storm. Yeah, but but you can't, four of those, you you know. Names. Yeah, you can't, you can't play both the Black Panthers at the same time, you know. It's true, but you can have both in your list. You can have both in your list and choose accordingly, yeah. Because it's not like it's not like the first Black Panther or Killmonger going anywhere. I said it earlier in the show. <laughs> I just need to make sure you remember this they're both is still awesome. So much more my style though, like his vibe, everything. So yes. I'm, just, I'm all about it. And I genuinely think that Mbaku and Claw are probably going to round out what they needed on the threat levels. I agree. It'll be nice to see them back. Yeah. Maybe back in top eights again. That'd be cool. They're an amazing team. They always make a showing at tournaments and they always do well. So it's just those those core they just, players. They just play lack them. yeah, they just lack a little bit of tool. They just lack some tools right now. Couple and models. Hopefully yeah. hopefully this shores them up. Love it. What an adepticon, Chris. What an adepticon. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash 
Fury's Finest. You can find us everywhere online. Find us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us with any inquiries, ideas at Fury's Finest at gmail.com and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. Of course, the painting gallery with no name is in full swing right now. It's a two threat character. Make sure to follow the rules that Dylan describes in the painting gallery episode and on these like ad pre rolls of the podcast and send your painting gallery entries into furypainting at gmail.com. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our music. Help spread the word about the show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on any and every podcast application you can. Yeah, you really had fun with that last time, Chris, on that, <laughs> on that uh, Turner report. You were just like, Take your partner's phone, take your parents' phone. That's, you know. what, that's what I do. We appreciate if you guys do that because certainly a lot of you can't leave us reviews due to maybe your podcast catcher that you use. So if you can leave us a review on one of these primary dominant applications like Apple Podcasts, Spotify really helps us out. Of course, you can find Chris and I online several spaces. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, and Longshanks at Jesse Aiken. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Uh, I'm on Longshanks as well. Very good. Yeah, we're, we're both intentionally, and we have been since last summer, fall, getting more involved on Longshanks, using it more you can see all our stats there, but all more importantly, you can see like us showing up at tournaments and stuff on Longshanks. Like that's the biggest reason we've been using it more to like get more community involved. It's so cool to see like recurring names at tournaments and stuff. It is cool, and it, it's just like a. I love to follow people too. Like, oh, how did how did Nathan Sooner do at this tournament? You know, like, right. oh, that's awesome to see. He went like three and one. You know, with with Avengers or whatever. So I, it's just an amazing tool to like stay plugged in the community, and I love that so much. But Chris, I wanted a whole episode and did not talk about Shatterpoint. So. <laughs> Give me some points for that. So I did it. Congrats. It was tough. And I know, I know you're keeping it at bay. I know you're keeping the, the doors. I've avoided a lot of the Shatterpoint spoilers just because I'm not ready time-wise. Yeah, and a lot of patrons have, have texted me messages on the Discord, stuff like that, asking my Shatterpoint thoughts. Those are coming very soon, so stay tuned. Watch this feed. Hopefully, I'll be able to give you more of those, but we've just been keeping it very MCP-focused and centric right now, trying to stay on task because there is exciting stuff going on in the AMG world outside of it, MCP, but you know we are an MCP podcast, so been trying to uh, keep it at bay too, Chris, for the most part. So, But I am all up to date on rules and everything for the game, and I'm super hyped. I'll get caught up here this week more than likely and probably be super hyped. Very good. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this like quick pass at all the AMG Adepticon news for MCP, our thoughts on it, and just kind of our quick first thoughts and takes. Um, I'm sure we'll get more information on Squirrel Girl, Gwenpool, and some of these models in the coming weeks, and we can cover that on our future news episodes. So make sure to stay tuned for that. It's just kind of a quick emergency pod we're doing to get out in the world and give you guys our thoughts and our hype. So we hope you have enjoyed that very thing. So thanks for listening, True Believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 